This is a HeadGum Podcast. Very cool. That was a little too rock and roll for me. Was that something <laughs> corporate? <laughs> it was something corporate, but it wasn't the band something corporate. Oh, it was just, yeah. Was Hoodie, your thoughts. <laughs> that was, um, but I think that's like what the kids call post-hardcore. Oh, what's that? Um, really? It's not just pop punk? Yeah, no, that's not pop punk. That's like, that's like hardcore, post-hardcore. Uh, very popular in the alternative <laughs> warp tour scene. You can go see them all this summer at your favorite outdoor music venue. Oh, so you're sponsored saying, by Vans. Sponsored by Vans. Vans Warp Tour. Yeah, there you go. Is there still a Warps tour? Oh yeah, there is. But we shouldn't talk about them unless they're paying us money. All right, cool. <laughs> all right, nice. Fuck those guys. What band? What band was that? Basically, a parody of. Like what sounds? What actual band sounds like that? <sighs> I don't. I don't know. Like someone that's not gonna be very successful in, <laughs> in 2016 yeah, I like the voice was very pop punky but like it was it needed a deeper voice i wanted to hear some screaming so yeah, some that gutter like tuned if i were yeah <laughs> I that's not a hardcore song yet yeah i would love a hardcore song uh well that guy's name was wesley forquay forquare for f-o-r-q-u-e-r uh, maybe it may be short but i wasn't sure how long a theme song should be I'll tell you, it was long for a theme song. Also, if you want, please shout out my SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Scream to Breathe. That sounds like a hardcore band. There we go. Scream to Breathe. If I were, yeah! That's a pretty solid name for a hardcore band. It must be hard to be a music producer for one of those. Like, like you have to set the mic set to like one. Because he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scream at the top of my lungs. Yeah. Make sure it doesn't peak. No, I don't yeah, know, you're a musician. Sure what do you think? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, scream to breathe. You ever, <laughs> you ever scream in your songs? Um, no, just in my sleep. I love that. <laughs> I am a demented individual, actually. Uh, Hoodie Allen, you were on. This is your second time on the podcast, right? Oh man, it is. I can, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very excited to be back. I, I, there's a moment that I listened to over and over again on our first podcast episode. Oh, really? I think it's kind of classic. Episode what, what? 86, by the way. I just looked it up. Yeah, 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 on the, the real listeners know. In like 140 <laughs> episodes. What's the moment that you listened to? Oh, um, when when we, we gave a whole uh, answer in rap form. Oh, yeah. Um, Maybe we should do that at the end of this episode, too. Maybe, yeah. To keep true. people listening. You want to leave a little treat at the end of the episode. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll die off. They'll stop Oh, you know what? We should instantly. really bury it in the ad. In the oh, middle. yeah. You so the mid-roll. So there's Don't two, skip. Underneath the ad, you'll hear us freestyling. It's you can be unlock very... <laughs> the freestyle if you buy a Squarespace website. <laughs> no, we'll put Use it at the end of this. QR code. The real, the real deal. <laughs> yeah, no QR codes necessary. Uh, thanks for coming back. Oh man, of course. This is your second studio. You when you came to our first house, which is where we had our first studio. Yeah, this house is awesome. Do you like this house better than the other house? Um, I mean, 
This house is that Vimeo money. Like, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Vimeo This is yeah. the house lonely and horny built. Yes, house lonely and horny built for sure. <laughs> uh, we're actually leaving this Which house. is great, by the way. If oh, you guys thanks, haven't bro. checked it out and are listening, stop listening right now and check oh, it out. Oh, wow. Thank you. High praise. Yep. Now we don't even have to do the episode. Nope, it was supposed okay. to be a, an ad for <laughs> Long uh, ad Vimeo ad show, but yeah, you got it out of the way early. Amir is quick, writing quicker. Hoodie a check right now. <laughs> uh, quicker than the Scream and Breathe intro. I, I, I feel bad that we woke you up and dragged you over to our studio. We're like, we have to record right at 11. You woke, you were asleep an hour ago, right? Yeah, but weren't you also? Uh, I think I woke up around nine. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I okay. Yeah. You're, <laughs> well, you got to understand, he's still on New York time, so yeah, I didn't know, like, like two p.m. No, yeah. that, that makes it that makes it worse. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like two p.m. and you're asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you do? Are you a late late to bed, late to rise? Actually, I am. I'm definitely like a late person but like in la you sort of feel motivated to be up earlier yeah everything happens three hours three hours earlier here sports yeah which is trippy like 6 p.m start time it's still light out crazy and well i like it i like it when it's football season because you're like really like Oh yeah, 10 a.m. Like yeah, first football game. I mean, that's football cool. season's perfect. Like you, I wake up and there's football until You're I like, go to what? bed. It's yeah. so nice. <laughs> Sunday's my favorite day of the year because of your church going, right? Yes, my like pastor, I started with I church and then pastor. fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so i mean you're 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 an old veteran you don't need us to explain it but just in case this is your first episode ever listening to the show i'm sure a lot of your fans are like oh hoodie was on this podcast let me let me tune in and see what's what i should let you guys know that this is an advice show mm-hmm. we're not just going to be interviewing each other we're actually people will email us seeking our guidance our wisdom really mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it's just me and jake sometimes we have a guest today we have you yeah frankly um- Um, (laughs) frankly it's you quite frankly uh these are real emails from real people we're going to be answering uh and if you have your own questions you can send it to if i were you show uh this is the first question let's give let's give this dude a fake name if you can hoodie hoodward who drew uh just so we can preserve their anonymity a little bit it's a a guy it's a guy but when you do say you want to get really close to that microphone otherwise we can't hear it and then it goes away forever the first name and a last name or just the first name? Ooh. Let's go first and last. Felipe Bonaventure. Wow. Whoa. Thank God I said first and last. <laughs> yeah. What if you just said Felipe? What a waste that would have been. It's <laughs> the coolest last name ever. Yeah. Felipe writes, Hey guys. Uh first of all, I'd like to preface this email saying I only found your show in the past February, but fell in love immediately. I decided to start from the beginning and I've only gotten through the first hundred. My favorite so far is the one featuring Hoodie Allen, where you Hello. all rap. No. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you fake fan. <laughs> uh, anyway, here's my conundrum. I'm a 25-year-old male. Not quite an FDR, male dime, but not too shabby looking either. Why FDR is male dime? I thought about it for a little bit. I think it's because FDR oh, is on, on the dime. dime. I Yeah. It's, I should have thought about it a little bit, too. <laughs> I just ask questions, you know? That's, I don't find my own answers. I'm a fucking hack yeah, all right let me go finish on. this sorry yeah of yeah. course <laughs> so not quite an fdr sorry. <laughs> sorry go ahead yeah all right. fuck you Hurwitz. hey come on is man. my mic on yeah it is all right of course it is it's always on you don't <laughs> yeah. have to ask you're recording yes always recording <laughs> have we started yeah, Stop yeah we started yeah we did the intro remember it was the, the, if I were, i'm yeah. on this episode yeah you're on it of course you are yes yes every reality as you know it is true this guy's last name is bonaventure that's correct 25-year-old male, not quite a dime, but not too shabby looking either. I'm pretty quiet and I'm reserved mostly, making it a bit hard to meet and hook up with women. On the other hand, when I drink, I get wild. (laughs) 
I gain a lot more confidence and I can pick up women with greater success. The problem arises when things start to progress and my drunken skills land women in the bedroom, where the copious amounts of liquid courage start to catch up with me. For more than half of the past several encounters in which I've brought a chick home, my dick quits on me, leaving me blue-balled and the girl unsatisfied. It's a classic case of a whiskey dick. Mm. My question is, how do you guys recommend combating this blue ball epidemic, especially considering that I need the drink to get my chill on with the ladies? Yours truly, love, Philippe Bonaventure. Alrighty. So this guy has to live in this delicate balance between drunk enough to talk to girls but not too drunk to hook up with them. Yeah. Uh, initial this, thoughts? Do you have any initial thoughts? Does this resonate with you at all? Uh, I, I, I do have some initial thoughts, but I almost, I almost want to pass it to you guys first. Cause, okay. I've got, know, I also have some initial thoughts. Okay. And I appreciate uh, the pass. Yeah. Yeah. I will accept. Yeah. And uh, I will too pass. <laughs> and I will and take I to me <laughs> and me backwards. And if the three of us you. pass, we move on to the next question. <laughs> For it has been decreed a pass. The first pass in 200 episodes. I have a three-pronged approach here. Wow. To varying degrees. Of, we'll, we'll call it a salad fork theory. So number one, yeah. uh, no more whiskey, drink vodka Red Bull. Oh, you think whiskey dick is specific to whiskey, not just alcohol? I think there's a chance that like, the, the Red Bull in a vodka Red Bull is going to keep you fucking... I oh. think that there's a chance that so you think uh, it's a tiredness issue. I don't know exactly what it is. I just know that I always <laughs> fuck real nice on vodka Red Bull. It's true. It's okay. true. Uh, second is this is another thing that I used to do. Uh, I at like an hour before the bar closed. So like in New York or I think it was like one thirty or something. Yeah, here it would be like twelve thirty. Anyway, I get an alarm. Uh, I set an alarm on my phone that just says drink water. Okay, so. I'm out, I'm drinking, I'm dancing. Then, 1.30, I start drinking water. For me, it was all about not being hungover. But I can see that it working for this guy. Yeah, you start sobering enough, and up enough to... Yeah, you want to be drunk enough to meet, but not too drunk to fuck. So you're drunk when you meet, and then if you feel like it's going to go a certain way, you're going to go home with somebody, then you start drinking water. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last, and this is uh, my real advice, is that I don't think anybody is as amazing as they think they are when they're drunk. Everybody's like, when I'm wasted, I'm like super charming and I can bring anyone home. It's like, no, when you're wasted, other people are wasted and they think that you're not an idiot and they go home with you. So just drink a little bit less. The, you, it's mostly about the courage element. You have to kill the the power is in you. Yeah. The whiskey doesn't unlock it. The power is within you. Mm -hmm. But the question is getting over that anxiety. Like, are you guys good at talking to ladies completely sober? You're sober. You see an attractive lady. Do you have the do you have yeah. the, do you have mean, the I, balls to overcome the anxiety of oh my god what if I get rejected? I think so, but that that mostly comes with being a world famous rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the problem is that he's not a famous. Well, you know what uh, I, I I don't I don't think I, you know I don't think this is a an alcohol issue. I think this all stems back to to confidence in general. Correct. And if I was to, if I was to take a guess, um, I don't think he's being. And, you know, sorry, Felipe, like, I'm not trying to tuck it down. Like, this has happened to everyone before. But, like, um, I don't think it has much to do with, like, the fact that he uh, drank too much and, like, now is impaired. I think, like, once he gets into that situation, he's probably just getting nervous. Oh, you think he can't fuck because he's nervous in the moment rather than because he's... uh too fucked up on whiskey i don't know maybe i he didn't really say if he's ever had sex before i guess he had i don't know <laughs> I, like I, I, don't, I don't know but i'm saying he like yeah, explicitly it's, it's not like oh no like the the alcohol I, I don't know i'm sure he's just like oh damn this actually worked this every time. once and in a like, while too like when it does like when you 
basically when your dick goes limp once, you sort of start to think that it's like a chronic problem. And then it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like I found that if you just get your dick hard and fuck and you were like, I'm a beast, I can do it. Then like <laughs> you can usually overcome limp dick. It's literally only happened to me one time in my whole life. Yeah. Usually th- there's two types of problems. One is like, I can't get it up. And the other one's like, I go too fast. Like I can't keep it down. Mm-hmm. And this guy's more on the first spectrum. I feel like I find myself more having problems with the other one, which is like... Come too quick. Yeah. You're a two-pump... Would you say you're a two-pump chump? I would say I'm a three-pump hump. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> like a little camel jerking off everywhere. I'm a three-pump hump. <laughs> I'm a nine-pump lump, meaning I just lie there and I sort of thrust upwards if somebody's yeah. on top. Yeah. Uh, here's what. Here's another thing I'd like to submit. I don't think the confidence comes into play even with talking to people. It's literally only approaching. Oh, that's the, that's it's the breaking hump. the ice. Yeah. The scariest thing is going up to someone. Yeah. Once you've gone up to some, like if that's if I true. just if if I'm introduced to somebody and they seem to like me, I'm fine. Yeah, that's true. But like if we're all standing in a, the corner of a bar and someone's like, "Hey, Jake, go talk to those girls." Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to do that. It goes back to that original math nerdy thing that I always think it's all about the rate of change. To go from zero to conversation is the hard part. To stay conversing, that's like a plateau. That's easy. But but Jake, isn't the reason that like I don't know like the reason why it's difficult to just go up to a random group? Partially, at least, is how I see Because I'm not a world-famous rapper. No, 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 no. I get it. Of course, of course. I'm a North American quasi-famous comedian. It's not (laughs) close. I understand. No, you guys have done shows in Australia. Like, that's global. Thanks, man. Um, I really appreciate it. No, of course. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's it's like, I I started thinking about it. Oh, like, if it's an attractive group of girls, like, you're not the first person who's done this tonight or to them in their life. And it sort of immediately lumps you in a category with a bunch of people who, right. who maybe are of lower value potentially, or, yeah. you know, and, and you don't want to just be another one yeah. of those things. It's, it's much easier when there's some sort of way that you've yeah. come you, in contact with a person rather than that. But common you know. ground and like sort of equal, I, I don't know what the word is exactly, but it's something like common ground, like, or even playing field. That's what yeah. it is. If I go up and I'm just like, "Hey, ladies," then I'm in. Comp- I'm automatically in company that I don't want to keep because I'm every other creep mm-hmm. that's gone up and said, "Hey, ladies." So how do you get man. across the fact? Like, don't worry, I'm not an asshole. I'm a normal. Well, guy. that's why it helps tricks. to be famous because then people come up to you and they're like, "Oh, you're famous," and then like the girls would see that and then they're like, "Oh, these guys." All right, are famous. What if you're not famous? What, what are you, you talking? Do? about? Oh, wow. you're more famous than I am. <laughs> I'm you know not what you could do? Is you, you, you could go up the there. Most famous. You could go up there and. Um, and then have another friend be like, "Hey, man, I don't want to bother you, but like, I love doing that movie." And you're like, "Oh, oh yeah." No the, and then the wingman. Like, and, yeah. and then you're just like, then you start talking, and you're like, "Yeah, that's just a fan, or whatever." Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> this ever also, I saw you walking in with him. And no, no, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Him. I'm friends He's with all my Uber my, uh, driver. Fa- <laughs> there was one time when I was on a date, and the girl went to the bathroom, and somebody came up to to me, and they're like, "Sorry, I didn't want to bother you while you were on a date, but like, I just want to say I'm a big fan," and I was like. Come Get back out of here. in five minutes, you yeah. fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Bother me on the date. This doesn't do me any fucking good. You're bothering me now. Your Whoa. genuine interaction is meaningless to me. <laughs> Jake, why are you yelling at that stranger? I, I don't know. Dude, what were you saying to me about... Well, you I wanted never a photo? Mind. This guy was no, an I'm asshole. sorry. I, I thought you were the dude from Coldplay. Never mind. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. Uh, so what's... What, yeah, oh, I don't Felipe. know. Oh, well... A little bit of drinking to to loosen you up and not too much to get 
whiskey dick, I guess, is the basic general. There defense. is a magic there's a magic point where you have the liquid confidence but not the liquid motor skills. Yeah, there's a zone in the middle. You want to stay at a five. But really, really, just learn to love yourself more. Wow. That's, yeah. Cause that's, be- described- that's better advice. So we're de- telling him to just stay a little bit drunk. No, it's, I mean, like, you know, one is, like, I think an immediate change. And the other one is, like, you know, you're writing an email to, not us. I mean, I guess I'm just part of it. But you're writing an email to... <laughs> he was probably to, hoping you were here. Yeah. Oh, he was, actually. Yeah. yeah you're no, writing yeah. an email to us, Felipe. And, you know, I know you're setting the scene. But, like, you know, you could describe yourself in a in a more complimentary way like you don't really you don't want to go around hi i'm felipe and i'm not that attractive (laughs) i'm only almost a dime you are a dime (laughs) we're all dimes if you want to be and plenty of dimes are terrible people for other reasons yeah you're talking about just being physically attractive yeah that's just one small component i'll say this is a very well-written email it seems like a very nice normal dude so my fans are geniuses <laughs> believe in your smell uh this guy's 25 <laughs> years old is that on the older end of your fandom or um I, th- I think it's it's uh it'd be like on on the older end of someone who maybe like come to a show mm-hmm. like the shows tend to be younger but like anytime i'm in new york and like i i run into someone it's always like a 25 year old well, you've oh, been around for like, a minute now yeah it's like, like your fans have grown up with you they have i've uh all right seen that for sure we need Another male's name for another male question. This is still you. Oh, it's still me. The you are. Of... You get the honor. You're the oh, guest. Damn. Um, you knocked it out of the park with Felipe Bonaventure, and I don't know what you're gonna do. The, I mean, I for these I turn off my brain. I let whatever comes happen. Yeah. That's how that came. So what came now was Kellen Winslow, <laughs> <laughs> tight end for the Cleveland Browns eight years ago. No, his dad. Oh, that's you're right. That was yeah. Kellen Winslow Jr. Got it. <laughs> All right, Kellen Winslow Sr. writes, Hey guys, I have a serious question. My granddad had a gold digger for the past three years. Recently, it's become more of a serious problem as she started talking about marrying her. He started talking about marrying her. She's in her 50s and he's in his 90s. She told him she would only move in with him if he married her. My granddad wants her to move in badly, but my cousins are living upstairs in his home because they can't afford a house and he can't climb the stairs anymore. This has led my granddad to becoming very hostile towards my cousin as he's eager to get them out of the house and get the gold digger in. Now, the gold digger. She had a former husband that she divorced because he was depressed. She rarely calls my granddad's house, but phones him twice a day when she's on her lunch break at the bank. She never helps him with anything when she's there. Whenever we try to do something to help him, she discourages him behind our backs. For example, what once we tried to get him out of the house in a wheelchair and she discouraged him saying he had nowhere to be in the wheelchair and he would end up rolling out into the road. At the moment, we have to keep the wheelchair at our house because he's scared that she will see it. If he marries her, she'll send him to a retirement home, wait for him to die. We've tried telling him what she's doing, but he doesn't believe anyone and his memory's getting worse and worse and forgets the entire conversation. It seems like there should be some law against gold digging. Is there anything I can do about this? Don't just say you do you. Love, Kellen Winslow. You do you. <laughs> uh, have you ever experienced this in IRL? What was the cousin part? Uh, that I'm saying that 
to me, it sounds like the cousins are gold diggers. Oh, the cousins are living there for free. They're freeloaders. Like, I don't want this gold digger moving in. I'll have to leave. <laughs> Kicking <laughs> out my cousins. About? Everyone's using the grandfather here. Yeah, everyone's. But it should be cousins that use the 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 grandkids. Why? Not what the, happened? Like they're just because they're related. Yeah, because that's that's his grandchildren. Well, the no, the grandfather chose this woman. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're 50 and you fuck a 90-year-old for three years, then you get money. <laughs> that's doing the most work for your family. That's a job. Like, she can work at a bank or she can fuck an old guy. You want to fuck an old person for three years of your life? <laughs> oh, so you're saying the gold, quote-unquote, I feel like gold digger is derogatory. Maybe we should just call her the 50-year-old lady in this case. Sure. Well, you, I mean, I yeah, I definitely question the the title that she's been given as yeah, gold Yeah, unless digger. she has a shovel. And, so you're from 1940 San Francisco. <laughs> she's, she's sifting. <laughs> she's sifting for gold. She's oh, mining. Yeah. So you're on the you're on the lady side. I'm not necessarily on the lady side, but I'm definitely not on the cousin side. But this guy's not even. This guy's neither of them. Right. I guess he's neither the cousin nor the lady. Well, he's definitely def- he's on the cousin side. Yeah, he's on the cousin side. So I'm not on his side. He's saying this woman is taking <laughs> advantage of him, and then you're saying, hey, it's not taking advantage of. She's actually fucking the. No, dude. I'm saying everyone's taking advantage of him. So I, I want the lens to be widened a little bit. Yeah. Right now, it's zeroed in on this lady, right. and I think you should look at this from a more holistic point of view <laughs> of the grandfather's perspective. What makes the grandfather actually happy? Is it this lady? Then, if so, there's got to be some way to more organically integrate her into his life. I mean, let's kill her. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a sec. Then we'll get her gold. <laughs> Everything that she's sifted. So you're like, the whole idea of like a lady marrying a guy, then when he dies, she gets, he gets, she gets all of his money. You're okay with that arrangement as long as the guy is happy and does it uh, willingly. I think so, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard stance to take, and I respect it. <laughs> well, what's the... I just don't understand um, why the like the grandchildren are like, that's my grandfather. That should be my money. That <laughs> doesn't make that much sense. Do you think it has to do all... Do you think it all has to do with money? I th- I mean, it seems like it. It seems like they're worried that she wants to come in and take the grandfather's money and that she's no good for the grandfather. But that really does feel like it's a little secondary. It all yeah. comes back to the cash that this guy is going to leave. and That's afraid. why they have to kill her. But, I mean, no, not really. <laughs> I should do that. We are condoning murder. Um, well, she's waiting for him to die. She's in her 50s. She's got the money. You distance yourself. Then you marry her when you're in your 50s. She's mm, in her 90s. And yeah. the gold digging cycle continues. Oh, my gosh. I like that. Uh, well, Jake, would it change your mind if you found out that they actually weren't having sex oh uh, i guess <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> it would change my mind if this if the 50 year old was like a very bad caregiver for the grandfather i mean that's how that's how she's being portrayed obviously well so far it seems to be just a discrepancy about a wheelchair and for all i know the <laughs> grandchildren might might be in the wrong because they just want to put grandpa outside in the wheelchair this yeah. is your mom or something I, you're I, defending I, this lady to I, the I, hell <laughs> i wish kellen winslow wrote if like <laughs> if this lady was given any blowjobs or not. Like, right. Is, I mean, at the very, very least, this. we don't know. Because what if he can't get hard? Does then, then I feel yeah, like the, he... the, then she should be dancing naked for him or something. And then she deserves the <laughs> cash. Yeah, because they like, like, <laughs> like one dollar bill at a time. <laughs> 
It's well, funny. Yeah. I read this question. I'm like, everyone's going to be against the lady. Maybe I'll throw out the idea that maybe it's not a crazy thing for her to be in the right. But you're like 100% gung-ho. Well, I mean, the, this first, the, first sentence, <laughs> the first sentence is like, the gold digger wants to move in, and that can't happen because my cousin is living upstairs for free. <laughs> Multiple cousins. Like, that's crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how family works. The default is family. The grandfather wants the cousins out. <laughs> that's not how family works. He's 90. He doesn't know what's up. You what's suckle down, on the teeth of your family. I also have never had family that was like, oh, I guess my father is like super rich. Um, <laughs> but um, like my when I was going at my grandparents, my one grandfather, uh, like I don't think he had any money when he died. And my grandfather that's alive now, like we're definitely paying for him to live. So I'm not like thinking about collecting a check anytime soon i never had that like rich grandparent <laughs> dying thing that other people get yeah the, sometimes it's a great uncle my cash flow is coming when my father passes and you better believe <laughs> i am not letting a harlot into his house <laughs> disrespecting my mother <laughs> i'm i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna assume that the grandfather had a lot a, a wife who maybe passed before he yeah, did that's a safe um, <laughs> safe assumption so now he's you know he's found this opportunity here yeah i mean this is i mean like this is sort of like the the 90 year old dream right yeah, yeah. i mean 50 year old so yeah like, 50s so i'm old. in my 20s and i can't wait to to date a negative 20 year old so like it's gonna it's not nuts. a percentage no think of it as a percentage so five ne- five ninths of you so like you're dating a 15 year old yes i've never done that ever uh, <laughs> we're gonna edit this podcast oh, yeah. to just uh, you're dating a 15 year old yes <laughs> no yes no no never <laughs> that's the bull quote she's mature for her age uh so jake is on team 50 year old lady i'm on team grandfather Okay, and uh, whatever he just. And right now, the grandfather wants the cousins out of the upstairs, and the <laughs> and the fifty year old sexy maid lady in. We imagine her as being quite busty, right? Oh my god, have you ever gone to the bank and just like wanted to pork your bank teller? Yeah. Okay, well that's what this granddaddy's doing. <laughs> he's living the American dream, and I say we let him live it because he's yeah. only got. I say weeks, if not <laughs> hopefully months, to do it. Oh, let him make a direct deposit to that ass. Nice. Keep fucking Or you can tell him, hey, Grandpa, you can marry this lady, but we're going to make a prenup for you. Oh, that's nice. And he's we like, want prenup. We want prenup. What, but how is he going to, uh, where are they going to do the wedding, though? City Hall? Are they going to wheel him down? Like, what is going oh, on no, here? The wheelchair is there. It's, a no, it's yeah. a no deal. There's no access. It's all stairs. You have to do it in a very flat location. Uh, all right. The driveway. Uh, what should so uh, what should is there anything I could do about this? Uh, you have to convince your grandfather. It's it's ultimately his decision. He's a ninety year old man. He's been there before. Doesn't seem like he's all there mentally, which might be a problem for you. Also, you got to learn to love yourself, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tone of this email. <laughs> it comes back to self love and self worth. Uh, lordy. Like. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back with more questions uh, for us on hoodie. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. 
Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have 24/7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm-hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? boneheader.com boneheader it's like interesting that's pretty good yeah yeah it's like if you're a boneheaded person but you're doing a boneheader of move you know what i mean what about fitnessnah.com so it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness it's a movement about not going to the gym Fitness. It's nah. a it's an anti movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non movement movement. A, is anti movement yeah. one? Anti movement. Uh, I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness more of a fitness nah. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results. That know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we're back. Hudra, what what brings you to Los Angeles? You don't live here. I don't live here. Um, I'm trying to make some new music. Oh. Uh, so I'm, I'm working with uh, writers. Okay. And, well, not really working with producers. I'm and writing songs with them, and uh, and yeah. So that's why I'm here, very casually. What does it mean? Like you write. A, what does it mean? You work with a producer. Like what? If you're a rapper, what part do you do, and what part do the producers do? Well, uh, and you work with different producers for every song. Not for every song. You know, it's it's good to find like someone who you can gel with and do a couple multiple songs with, maybe even album with. Wow. Um. But yeah. So I've worked with a few different people while I've been out here. Just. You know, you start from scratch, you know, sort of basically make a beat, come up with 
you know, melody ideas and a hook, maybe some lyrics. And oh, so yeah. you start with the music, the beat, and then you like, okay, what lyrics would fit with this? Or you're like, I want to do a song about growing up. What beat can you do about that thing? <laughs> yeah, well, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think people have different uh, styles. I usually let the music sort of inspire the ideas. Oh, interesting. So like once I hear something that I like, it will sort of just bring out some things from me. Like, oh. like can you give me like, an example? Like you heard a beat and you're like, oh, this song should be about this. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's not even necessarily... Sometimes I'm just like, I'll, I'll just like freestyle ideas, like freestyle singing sort of stuff. And like, then the words accidentally come out and form. And then like the idea sort of becomes cemented. It's a very like free form process. Interesting. Yeah. Very artsy. So, but the, you're not ever like uh, um, bunny rabbit, bee rabbit in the back of the bus in eight mile scribbling. where you're like scribbling on a, like a. Like, oh yeah. I mean like book. when I actually, <laughs> write, do you when write, actually write the verses. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm, then I'm like writing. But, oh, then you're like listening to the beat and it's in. Yeah, your, exactly. So I'm gotcha. listening to the beat and writing the song and stuff like that. But by a, hand? a lot of the start by hand, no, but usually by computer. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I like just to write on the laptop and stuff like that. Um, but there are times when I'm like, oh, I have this idea, like in this concept and even some words and you kind of wait till you find like the mood of a beat that like fits for it. So just specifically, let's say the song Famous for Assholes. Mm -hmm. That was an idea you had. That was a, no, what was was, the origin of that? Oh man. Uh, I think we had that beat of the dooch and like had that and then it just sort of came out. Those words just came out. Famous for Assholes came out. What about James Franco? (laughs) <laughs> that's a good question i think i knew with that song that i wanted to make like a pop uh like like a song that sort of encompassed like the pop culture era that we were in and i decided like early on in the process that james franco was like the archetype for it so i knew that 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 he was going to be worked in there but yeah shout out to james franco <laughs> has he heard that song i don't know he's like you know davy definitely has oh man i hope Davy Franco, we pull him for you, man. You about to that. be a star. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you, your um, out, last album came out when? January. January. And it's it, called I, Happy Camper. I put it out for free. So. Oh, it was one of those free ones. Well, yeah, you can buy it too if you want, but it's also for free. What is that? What is Pay that? What you want? I mean, I guess so. Like, so I, when I saw it on iTunes, was it free? When you saw it on iTunes, you could buy it, but it, but if you, uh, I'm obviously you could stream it on Spotify uh-huh. or SoundCloud, or you could download it directly on my website. Like I've made it like one of those, like if you click it, it downloads the zip file and then you can put it in your iTunes and all that sort of stuff. So how do you track how many people bought it or downloaded it or listened to it? You the don't. money in my bank account? But if it's no. free. <laughs> Watch it go up. Uh, I downloaded it for free. So. Oh yeah. I got zero more dollars. <laughs> um, uh, the real answer is like like I can see how many clicks that like that link has gotten. Oh. So you know exactly, but not necessarily everybody has access to that number. Nobody has access to that number, I guess, yeah. And your next album will be the same thing. It's free if you want, or you can buy it on iTunes. I don't know. I was thinking of charging like a thousand dollars. That's amazing. And how many people like, would yeah, buy it? That's cool. If I could get like five people to buy it, like I can eat. Yeah, you're breaking potatoes. even. Yeah. <laughs> expensive potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. You're buying really expensive potatoes. Well, you have to recoup no, the recording like, costs and stuff. Yeah, oh, recoup, I see. You got to recoup the recording costs and then get Idaho potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, that, I always yeah, I usually get Yukon gold, but I don't have potatoes at school. Too. Sweet potatoes. Oh, I like that. You like yams. Potato pancakes. Uh-huh. Latkes. 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 <laughs> uh so you're in LA right now working on the next album. And and hanging out with you guys. Oh yeah, of course. What about a tour? 
Um, I don't know yet. You don't know when you're. I'm not. Out. I yeah. I'm not here to promote anything. I'm here to. I'm here to give advice to to lonely boys and girls. You're Hell just here yeah. to chill. Yeah, I'm here. I'm, which is cool. I I don't have like. Do you have stuff planned like? Oh, I'm, in, going in Europe, advance, I'm going to Europe. I'm going to Europe like, in August and September, like a European tour. But and do you do it. that just like when you want to? You contact people and you're like, because now I'm curious. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> before, before he wasn't interested at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like about potatoes. Do you get to to just decide what you like? Hey, now I feel like recording. I'm going to do that. Or like, oh, now I feel like going on tour. Or is it more regimented? Um, sort of. I mean, is there, there a there, season? There's, there's yeah, there's a cycle to it. Like you know, I I've been on tour like most of this year. And uh, like February and March was like the, you know, like the ticketed tour. And then like April was a lot of college shows. And then I knew I'd have a period of time off. So like, that's a good time to write new music and then oh. kind of think, well, this is going to take me this long. And then that means I should probably go back on tour wow. here. So like, you know, those those tours get planned out like months in advance. Right. Um, so usually it's good if you line it up with like new music um and put some thought into it so it's not just a random <laughs> like, oh, i'm on tour again you know I, 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 that's how i've felt like things have been successful yeah right. and how many of those cycles have you done like new album tour new album tour oh my god uh it's a, a bunch since 2012 oh my god i'm old <laughs> <laughs> no we're old yeah yeah you're um, you're still in you're your young. 20s um I've probably done like seven national U.S. tours. I think at this point. Jesus, but damn, you are old. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize how old you were. <laughs> yeah, God. that's really old. You sleep on <laughs> sleep on a bus and all that shit. Oh, I do sleep on the bus. I love. I, sometimes when I sleep on the bus for a while, I can't even go back to sleeping in a bed for like like well, I have to. You need that rumble. Like, yeah, like I can't. I don't just like ask people to like let me sleep in their cars and drive me around. But like, <laughs> but like I like that because like the rum. Yeah, the rumble yeah. is legit. Do comedians ever do like? I feel like that's what we're missing out. When Jake do Jake and I like do shows, we do like four shows. We're sleeping in a hotel, wake up, drive. We're not we're not ever doing like sleeping on a bus, waking up, going a sound check, doing a show, then I sleeping think on there, a bus. We don't have the footprint that like an actual show like. Uh, hoodies would have like we don't have that many people working yeah for like us. if we had a crew and all that shit then maybe we would need a bus but anytime we go anytime Is we travel it's like, or like and like a it's us two manager like, yeah it's basically four people is usually like the max that we have on a tour so yeah. having a bus would be kind of awesome but it would be awesome hey, maybe we should get a bus even if it's just like an rv we can yeah. have hire someone to ship us basically to the next city while we're sleeping yeah and that would be awesome yeah. it seems like with four people it almost makes sense to like fly places and would yeah. you would you like this is crazy would you be our driver for the next he has, tour he's like tour, he's I, about to go to europe this i know but insane. if you no, right i up, actually think i would very much like being this, your driver <laughs> i can't <laughs> i feel i i have to advise you against that your time is so much better spent no no i really have nothing going on yeah he, really? he can drive our van overnight and then when we get to let's say a kansas city or a tuscaloosa alabama of course what happens to the drivers they they sleep in in the car oh they'll do math oh, they'll do a little meth now i'm on no. board for this tour <laughs> <laughs> um some drivers do do drugs i remember i was on um a, a big summer tour with the, where i was the opener and um a couple of like the truck drivers got like kicked off the tour for like doing like a really crazy cocktail of like illegal drugs and then like driving oh while they're like, driving that's fucking really yeah bad. i guess it's kind because of crazy they have, they have to drive all schedule. night i mean like the lives they live are very crazy and counter to right 
normal people. So sometimes yeah, you have to be a little. Yeah. You have to be a little wild if you're like, I want to drive a tour bus for a living, or I want to carry sound equipment. It's a good paying job. The tour bus driver is like the highest paid person, oftentimes, of wow. a crew member. Um, so right. any kids listening who are like, I want to go to college, but I might just want to drive a tour bus. Drop out of school. <laughs> Drive a tour bus. Yeah. And with that bit of free advice, let's get back into the paid advice. Uh, we have another question from a British university student. So, uh, <laughs> Woody's loving it. If you have a British dude's name, we can answer this guy's question. Oh, he's laughing. Now he's crying. I'm thinking. Now he's I'm eating thinking, a banana. Uh, now he's asleep. He's uh, asleep. Oh, yeah. It's got to be like... Okay, you guys decide. <laughs> is it? Is it? Oh, like a vote? Yeah, it's a vote. All right. Um, Wait, get up to Ru- the mic. Rupert the Rupert the Fourth. That's good. Or Harry Potter. Oh, HP. I think Rupert the Fourth. Well, now you guys are split, and there's no one to decide except for me again. <laughs> You're back. I'm choosing the Weasley twins. Uh, I'm gonna go Rupert the Fourth. Hell All yeah! Right. Okay. Rupert the Fourth writes. Massive fan and listener since episode one. I'm a British university student. Lost this, the British accent. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I have. All I can say is massive. Massive fan. Massive fan. Inches wide. What a strike. I'm a British university student, and this summer I'm, going to, um, I'm coming to America to work as a camp counselor. Summer camps are basically unheard of in the UK, so this summer is going to be an interesting experience as they are a bit of an alien concept to me. All I really know from them uh, is from watching American TV and films based around camps. What I would like to know is, uh, is your experience at summer camps, if any, what should I expect as a counselor and anything I might need to know about summer camps? Thanks, guys. Love, Rupert the Fourth. P.S. If you ever play the game where you give her... Oh, this guy just including random words just in case we search those words. is Bluetooth, pepperoni, industrial, clunge, ancestry, and crundle. Fortunately, we liked your question so much for choosing it on natural. Let's give it up for Rupert Fourth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hoodie, did you ever go to sleepaway camps? This is like, I feel like you either do this or this is just the perfect episode for me to be on because, like, I went to sleepaway camp for a long time and I'm very familiar with the idea of a British counselor or like oh, really? a counselor from another. That's like a very wow, this, common thing. This did is you guys a, go to sleepaway camp? You had no, to go. To, I no? never did. Oh, bad Jew. Yeah, I, I was I was also a bad Jew. I didn't want I'm the only one here with sleepaway camp experience. Did you go to Jewish sleepaway camp? What does that mean? It, it, by like, nature, a lot of them are just sort of Jewish in their composition. Right, but like, but, but not, it, they're not making you do like prayers. Yeah, you ain't going like, Hava. That's Amir, Amir like his summer anyway. Job. <laughs> he just wanted <laughs> to do it alone. Uh, I didn't go to summer camp, but I would say 99.9% of my friends did. Uh, so it's I almost get like the, it was a punishment that you're. Yeah, <laughs> yeah why didn't you, why didn't you go? What happened? I was like afraid to like sleep away at age 10. So like, I never wanted to go. I, I, yeah, I did like sports plus sports day camp. camp yeah. yeah, but I never did like Jewish sleepaway camp. But then like all my friends would come back and they had hand jobs and like fingerings, and I never did any. I'm saying like I don't Still, like it. Yeah. To this I day. think it's very, <laughs> to this it's day, very important. Of uh, so, what is your specific Jewish or sorry summer camp sleepaway camp experience? Fantastic. Where did where was it? What was it called? I, I mean, I don't know if I'm just giving free promo. That's uh, okay if you like the camp. I do like the camp. There we go. Yeah, um, it was uh, in it was in Wayne County, Pennsylvania. It's called Shenandoah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, but that was a, I went a, I went a while ago, 
Um, of course. Because <laughs> it, it was like two summers ago. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of my European tour, I went back to. <laughs> and you had like camp friends, friends that you only saw during these camp sessions. I think I picked the camp because um, a lot of my a lot of the kids who lived in my town went there. Right. And I I was in a different school than them, so it was a way for me to like become friends with the kids who were in my town partially. But then it was just like the place. It was the thing to do. Yeah. Like you go for eight weeks and eight weeks. Yeah, you don't come home back home for eight weeks. Nah, and you you Dang. play you play sports, and you hang out with girls, and it's you hang out with boys too, I guess, in in the bunks. Yeah. Um, I don't know it, why I didn't go. This sounds so fun. Like I would love to do it right now. Is there like an adult sleepaway camp? They they're actually they just it. saw it on like Shark yeah. Tank. Oh, really? They do it in New York. Just like a bunch of thirty year olds. Yeah, but it's it kind seems, of sad. it's a little lame. Yeah. yeah. It definitely is cool in theory. And then you're like, oh, but all these people like paid a shitload of money to just like <laughs> go and play dodgeball to a lake. <laughs> so what I want to do is I want to go back in time and convince the fourteen year old me to give it a try. I it's there's there's uh, it's very developed like you're you're gonna have your first of a lot of things right yeah, you're dude, gonna what? always look, it's one of those things where you could always be like oh man you remember that like that championship game we played and Marty yeah. hit the three pointer it's like you know like well no I wasn't there so I don't remember it but like uh you know you just have a I remember like going to like sneaking out of the bunk and going to girl side and like staying over there and like you can't go to girl side at night like that's no, like yeah, illegal. That's illegal and then you go and like you hook up with a girl yeah and then you like have to sneak, sneak all the way back but then like the security like might find you and hunt you down and then yeah. you miss then you miss field trips if that happens and stuff like that right isn't it funny that parents i mean it's not like parents don't know this happens at camp yeah like if you're the parent of a 15 year old but that's all that's like the older us. spectrum that's the older spectrum of camp though there's like seven years old seven year olds too right but like, what if I have a fifteen-year-old one day, and I and I'm just like, all right, I send you to camp to go get fingered by a bunch of different boys. Oh, you mean if your daughter is going to camp? Yeah, like don't, <clears throat> like you, your parents know what you do at camp. But well, I think your it's daughter okay. will definitely be, you know, you can't be have what? first say it. frisky, <laughs> say it, risque. You're talking about my <laughs> daughter. daughter man. Talking about my, my mom. My, my daughter. My daughter would just <laughs> always think things are be playing volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> all right so what the fuck are we telling yeah, wait, what do we tell this guy summer camp you, you said you had specific experience with british yeah campers. i mean i i had i had australian counselors i had new zealand counselors i had british counselors they, this this is a big thing for like people from the uk i feel like to come over to these places and they're like oh i'll like you'll like be like a soccer specialist and a general counselor and i like, bet they're also fucking each other these counselors definitely yes they are that's another really good <laughs> part of it for them. It's like, you know, like sometimes the girls who are, well, it can be boys too, but like let's just say sometimes the girls who are campers eventually get, like they stay in camp and now they're too old to be campers. They turn into counselors and they, they you know, so they're counselors themselves. And they're, they're like, oh, wow, who are these? Guy yeah, who are these 19-year-old, <laughs> like, broken, UK like... boy and then like 19-year-old, like, Jewish girl and they have a fun summer mexican cultures together. <laughs> every it seems like Mashing the, the rules are actually like way the rules getting broken are way more severe at the top like when you're 10 you're sneaking around playing spin the bottle and like you know stealing girls underwear and putting them on the flagpole i think from watching uh <laughs> or from reading rl stein shorts <laughs> but anyway but, but then when you're like when good. you're when you're a counselor you're like oh you're sneaking around and you're like smoking weed and fucking people wait why didn't yeah, you kid, do the kid i mean a lot of my friends got kicked out of camp for smoking weed why didn't you do summer camps did your friends not do it um most of most of my friends we had like a pool club that was like near our house so all of the kids in the neighborhood just went and did that but i also like 
I I love my mother too much to leave <laughs> her during the summer. Are you kidding? That's prime me and mom time. <laughs> when I was 12, it, uh, camp was, I think I might have even talked about this on the podcast before, but my mom and dad used to threaten me with camp. Like, if you don't, like, get your grades up, we're going to send you to sleepaway camp. Yeah. And I was like, no. We're going to send you to a place where there's a lake and you play sports and hook up with ladies made, all night. Yeah. Like, you better not take away my summer with my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play tennis with mommy. <laughs> I want to go shopping for school supplies with mom in July before the sales hit. So, it, But it sounds like the advice for this guy is to just, like enjoy it this is oh, gonna be man fun, right? you're gonna have this amazing summer man. you're gonna have a three month long boner and yeah. i mean like especially coming from england he's gonna be such a but don't novelty. expect to don't expect to be the only english guy there all right really you, is there multiple there's gonna oh be yeah you better get you better have your game ready to go because there's gonna be more handsome british men wow. there too and you better hope to god there's not an australian there because oh, you know yeah. that's even more exotic even hotter yeah, that's you... where the guys are even hotter, and their accents are slightly weirder. <laughs> so you're fucked if there's an Australian guy there. <laughs> and if there's a guy from New Zealand, relax. just fucking blow your brains out and bunk nine. It's not going to happen for you. But if you're the only exotic person there, oh, game but, over. But you know, baby. treat treat the kids well. Like you know, those could be people who you end up knowing for a long time as as they grow up. Like you know, I had counselors for. Um, you know, once you have them for one year, like, and they come back, like, they come back with the same bunk usually. So, like, you have that person again and again. I, I'm, I went on tour like this past February, March, and like in Chicago and Wisconsin dates. Two of the people who were my counselors when I was at camp were there. Wow! Like, we're still cool. That's awesome. So lifelong friends. So you could make some real, yeah, you can make some real connections here and. Go have fun, British guy. <laughs> uh, what is his name? Ronald the Fourth. Fuck. Yeah, Rupert the Fourth. Rupert the Fourth. Rupert. Uh, we're almost out of time, but I did want to do a freestyle advice one. So maybe we'll read this oh, question. Man. We won't get delve too much into it. We'll just give our straight up advice. Straight up Immediate advice. Reaction. Yeah, as a rap freestyle okay. rap. Let me read the question first. Of course, it's from a lady. Nice. That means you have to come up with a lady's name. Oh, oh. um. Salston. Salston. I love it. <laughs> that was a, that was um Char- Charlene. Charlene Salston writes, I love my husband, but I feel like it's become more of a best friend relationship. Our sexual needs have always been a bit out of sync, and I play a dangerous oh. game of sexual chicken where I stopped initiating sex to see how much he wanted me. The answer ended up being not nearly as much as I need, and the frequency that we have sex has steadily declined until now where almost nothing is happening at all, maybe five times this year. I have told him my I've told him about my Mexican standoff and he made more of an effort, but now I'm entirely disinterested in having sex. I thought maybe my libido was just gone, but recently we tried to set some friends up on it and went on a double date with them, and the entire time we were at dinner, all I could think about was this other guy, Nick, and if I can get him to choke fuck me in the bathroom before either of our dates missed us. I try to avoid talking to Nick when we hang out uh, with that group of friends because I honestly don't trust myself with him. But it's really hard to avoid him since we hang out in this group of friends fairly often. The bigger problem is that when I talk to Nick, I get so wet I could drown a toddler. But I can't even get it up for my husband. Should I try to stick it out with my husband until I become disinterested in him sexually again? 
Sorry, should I try to stick it out with my husband until I become interested in him sexually again? Or is my attraction to Nick simply a sign that I need to move on? Thanks, Charlene. (laughs) (laughs) P.S. I'm 27. We've been together for seven years and sex has been an issue for at least four of them. Let's go! You need that dick. You gotta fuck Nick. You gotta fuck Nick. He is sick. His dick is thick. You gotta fuck Nick. You gotta fuck Nick. I think that you should just fuck Nick. (laughs) Yeah. Drowning in that shit from Nick. Mm. Everything you do is so sick. Have you heard of Ashley Madison? Take Nick to the Radisson. (laughs) Yeah, that shit is happening. That's you're, good. You're, uh, <laughs> your husband's got a real small peen. Oh. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Come on. Mine's way bigger in comparison. Yeah. Fuck Nick. Hang out with me and Marvin Harrison. Oh, wow. He's a pro bowler. <laughs> All right. Give me, give me a beat because I, I got to go. <laughs> hey, you. Stick with your husband. Your life of loveless, sexual nothing. It's an arid desert from now until you die. But don't cry. You have have kids invest in them as you slowly become disinterested in fucking your husband what's the point you seen that dick from end to joint yeah you head to that- joint that's one dick you might want to go and see nick's i don't need a beat i can do it acapella fuck me and nick we are real fine fellas why am i auditioning to have some sex with charlene well i just know that i'm the best when it comes to having sex we can do it doggy we can hang out oh shit my mom's listening to this podcast right now now, I'm just kidding. I am a virgin. So is your husband. God is great. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck a Jesus. beat. I can go on Capella. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> Let's go indeed. I do think she shouldn't cheat on her husband. <laughs> oh. Uh, I think that they should break up. <laughs> Isn't it weird? It's time for you to wake up. Oh. Girl. Wow. <laughs> Take off like all that makeup. <gasps> And maybe you can make up. Wow. <laughs> and I know you really need that dick. And your husband's not giving it. Maybe you should think again if you want to sit, consider it. Maybe you should not play those games. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Sexual life is so insane, girl. I know you're waiting for that dick. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. That was a good song. That was awesome. That was really good. Honey, I didn't feel like I had to top the last time. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for oh, joining us. Absolutely. Regaling us with your stories, your raps, your singings, your wisdom, your advice. Um, anything to plug? Anything at all? Snapchat, Instagram, on, Facebook. Please. Just say something. People oh, want more. Uh, Snapchat, Hoodward Allen. And um, let me know if you think that I should perhaps start a podcast of my own. Um, shout out to the HeadGum Network. You know yeah, what we dude. do all day. Fuck. We out here. You guys, yes. if you want Hoodie to have his own podcast, hashtag uh, uh, Hoodie Podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to check that hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> we we will. We will. Oh, we will. Uh, if you have your own questions, your own theme song submissions, uh, that email address for everything is if I were you show at gmail.com. We'll do our best to answer it. Sometimes we'll have hoodies. Sometimes we won't. That's just the nature of the business. He's not always in Los Angeles. We We're doing what we can. Forty episodes, though. Hopefully, uh, that opening theme song. I forget who was. Scream to breathe. Oh yeah, scream hell to yeah, breathe, dude. Already right, downloaded the whole discography. And this closing one was written by a guy named Amir, but A M E R. It's called "Here Comes the Wolf." Uh, Toda, thanks for listening, everybody, and let's go. Oh! He's cool, cool. He 